Even tonight, Lord, we thank you for this great privilege to draw near to you. Jesus, we thank you that you are the Lord. In all our weakness, you're strong. We thank you, Lord, for your enabling grace, your strength, your anointing. We pray that you would help each one of us, people of us, some of us who are ministering and those of us who are listening or watching, Lord, that you would help us, that you would uh, fill us with your grace, that you would open our understanding, that you would reveal your love, reveal your grace, uh, reveal your victory, that we might enjoy, Lord, all that you have for us, O oh God, that we might walk in your blessing. Uh, we submit to you, Jesus. We promise you all glory and honor in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Tonight it's a joy once again to come into your homes from Cornerstone Church. Let's open our Bibles today to the book of Genesis chapter 32. The book of Genesis chapter 32. And verses 22. To 26. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the fort Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Yes. Amen. Amen. How many of you thank God for his word? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. On the mic. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Tonight I want to entitle the message Earthly Action for Heavenly Reaction. Can you say Hallelujah. that at home? Earthly, earthly action, action for, for Heavenly, heavenly reaction. reaction. There are actions that you do on earth that guarantees a reaction in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. For example, when you worship the Lord, when you praise his name, he's enthroned. He has to come down because he dwells in the praises of his people. Amen. Let me give you a word of advice while you're watching through the net. You need to be in your rooms as how you would be in the church. That's right. So while the worship is going on, I would encourage you to get up, stand up and worship if you're used to that. Clap your hands, lift your voice, praise him loudly. Because this is church coming home. So what you would do in a church, that is how you need to be wherever you are. If you are sitting at home and hearing this word, you might want to take a piece of paper and pen and your Bible and keep writing notes and meditating on the scripture. Because these earthly actions that you do will cause heaven to react in favor of you. Amen. 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 That's right. Amen. Now I was studying the scriptures and one thing I made one thing that made me think was it is very strange because it almost feels like 
the power of God and the manifestations of God in the Old Testament outweigh the things in the New Testament. It's not supposed to be that way because we have a better covenant. But when you read through the Old Testament, can you imagine the children of Israel had just one pair of shoes for 40 years, the shoes grew on them. They had one dress in the wilderness and it literally grew on them. I mean, Joshua prayed and the sun actually stood still. People were waiting for the moon to come, the night to come, but night refused to come because one man prayed. I mean, the prophet on the Old Testament prayed, fire came down, literally fire came down and consumed the sacrifice. The Red Sea literally parted. So it almost seems like the power of God, the manifestations of God were more powerful in the Old Testament. And like I said before, it is not supposed to be that way than in the New Testament. And I realized it is because the difference was the value that people placed or the priority that they had. Example, see in the Old Testament even a donkey communicated. Today pastors can't communicate to you. Old Testament the reason was people had a fear of God they placed a priority on God they had a reverence and a respect and a honor given to servants of God look at the New Testament the gospel of Luke chapter 5 was 17 gospel of Luke chapter 5 was 17 it says there the power of the Lord was present to heal them Jesus is in that room the power of God is present to heal everyone in that room but only one person got healed why look at the 21st verse and the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason saying who is this which speaketh blasphemies who can forgive sins but God alone and Jesus perceived their thoughts. So the power of God is present, but they are rationalizing and they're like, who is this man? Look at Gospel of Luke chapter 4. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, set the captives free, to open the prison doors, to tell prisoners they're prisoners no more. I mean, he's saying the mandate for which he came and he said today in your hearing the scripture is fulfilled and if you were sitting in that service you should have jumped forward and received your miracle but look at what they did after he said this 22nd verse and all bear witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth and they said is not this Joseph's son? The people were debating. 
Jesus said the most powerful words. He said the anointing is on me. The spirit of God is upon me. Father has sent me to heal every blind eye. To set the captives free. But they say, is this not Joseph's son? See, people who are casual. Today, whether it be through the social media, it be through people's expression, people don't fear God. Look at Matthew chapter 30, 13, 55 to 58. Matthew's gospel chapter 13, 55 to 58. Is not this the carpenter's son? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Is, is it not his mother called Mary? And his brethren James and Joseph mm -hmm. and Simon and Judas mm -hmm. and his sisters, are they not all with us? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then has this man all these things? Yeah, and live the 58th verse. And Jesus could not do many mighty works because of their unbelief. They began to analyze his humanity and they missed his divinity. Even in these days, God uses humans, weak, fragile, weak vessels. But there is a point where his scripture, his word is ministered unto you, where the Holy Spirit of God comes down. And if you forget the divinity, the supernatural, the anointing, and look at this is not ah Rajesh Pastor. You miss out on what God can speak to you, what God can do for you. Even tonight, if you will lift your hands and say, Jesus, let me never miss out on a move of the Holy Spirit. Let God's presence will envelop you. His Holy Spirit will come over you. His tangible presence will set you free. It almost feels like in the Old Testament the people were hungry for God. And as a pastor, like, you know, people come to church, it is almost like you know they just want to have uh, get married, have children, as if that is the ultimate thing. Or just bless my business and my new car. But that's not the ultimate thing. Within you, within me, there has to be a hunger for Jesus. An appetite for Jesus. A craving for the presence of God. That keeps increasing day by day by day. Till we meet Him in the clouds or till He calls us home. Amen. Biggest thing is not getting married, having a family and children. That's all blessings from God. But there's something more. So look at the scripture in Genesis 32. Can you read that one more time? Genesis chapter 32. That is the opening scripture. Verses 22-23. And he rose up that night mm. and took his two wives and his two women servants you can have his, only one yeah and his 11 sons and passed over the ford jabbok see 
and he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had amen and jacob that's was enough he put aside this is the first point he put aside his wife children and wealth and said i'm hungry for an encounter yes lord a, a desire deep within all his wealth 20 years of hard labor all that he possesses his wife children concubines he left everything and he said i am hungry for an encounter and god will react amen are you with me he will meet with you amen when you place him as number one when you place him as everything beyond everything lord what matters to me is you the psalmist said as a deer panteth for the water so my soul longeth for thee matthew 5 verse 6 blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness they shall be filled cannot have an encounter unless you place value what is more valuable for you you know we have lot of messages on the net and lot of preachings going on and there are certain messages that actually makes you powerless jesus done everything So you don't need to do anything concerning your salvation and forgiveness of sins definitely but that kind of teaching has led to people not seeking the lord not praying yeah he's done everything i don't even need to go to church i don't even need to be connected with another believer he's done everything no need to fast no need to pray so there is no more you know deep desire Jesus was a church goer do you know that Jesus the bible says in Luke 4:16 like usual he went to the synagogue once a pastor said three people came to him for the same intention three people came to him for prayer same intention all of them were in the field of politics they wanted to be the next uh, you know leader of that country three different parties they came to him for prayer and he prayed for three of them only three people are standing up for the election he prayed for all three of them so his associate pastor asked him pastor which one of them will become the leader of this nation which prayer of yours for whom will take effect he said did you see the first guy he sat in the car somebody told him i was there so one of his 
close people came, aides came and asked him, can you come and pray? I went there. He raised his hand, shook my hand. I prayed for him. Another person came. You saw, he came into the church. I shook hands with him. He asked for prayer. I prayed. But you know, there's a third guy who came. The least qualified among all three. He came, sat through the whole service. He came, he literally knelt down. And he really was seeking the Lord and wanting the blessing and calling on the Lord. And he placed a value on my prayer. And so this pastor said, after the elections are over, even though this guy is the least qualified, he'll be the next prime minister of this land because he placed greater value on that prayer than the other two. If you understood what I said, lift your hand and say, Lord, help me to always place value on the things that are from heaven. Yes, Lord. Amen. See, they placed value in the Old Testament on the temple. On the servants of God. For, for some of us, this is normal. Another Friday evening, tune in, listen to what the pastor has to say. But there are some of you watching, it's like, I need the word from heaven. I need yes. God to speak to me. Lord, and you're prayed, you're fasted, you're seeking the face of God, you worship, and your heart is open and ready. And those are the hearts that will experience the power of God. You will see a manifestation of the blessing of God in your life. Within 24 hours, some of you who have been passionately praying like that and attending the service, you will see a move of God for your life. In the name of Jesus, may it be so. Amen. Genesis 32 verse 24 the second point and Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day did you notice that scripture he didn't say the man appeared the man was there Most probably, that angel of God has been with Jacob even while he left his father's house 20 years ago. But he never saw it. Maybe while he was in Laban's house, the angel of God was there. The angel of God was always around him, but he never saw it until he placed value, left everything else and said, I got to meet with the Lord I need an encounter with the Lord suddenly he was wrestling amen, amen. hallelujah hallelujah sometimes you're wrestling and you do not realize you know when you when you when you, you know I mean lay aside everything to seek the face of God when you're wrestling with God, sometimes you're wrestling with your past. Sometimes it is your 
It's about your future that you're wrestling. Sometimes it is some kind of fear. I pray the Holy Spirit help you to recognize that God is doing a work inside of you in that wrestling, in that struggle. Maybe you need to see a change within yourself when you're struggling and you... But in that struggle, something new will be revealed. Amen. Amen. Lift your hand and say, in my struggle, something new will be revealed. In my struggle, something new will be revealed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. See, when God becomes the purpose for your existence, nothing else matters. You're pursuing God. Nothing else matters. It doesn't matter what people do to you, what people say to you. You're not even interested in that. You're pursuing the Lord. It doesn't matter what people are saying about you. You're pursuing the Lord. It doesn't matter when somebody wants to break a relationship and leave you. It doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit told me something. Even people who are close to you, if somebody wants to leave, it doesn't matter. Because if John goes, one John goes, two John will appear. Amen. If two John goes, three John will appear. <laughs> One Peter goes, second Peter will come. Yes. One Samuel leaves you, second Samuel will come. When you're Amen. pursuing the Lord, yes. nothing matters. Who stays with you, who goes, doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Because you're following after the Lord. If you understood what I said, put your hands together and worship the Lord and say, Jesus, what matters is you. What matters is you. What matters is you. Your desire is to follow the Lord. If somebody doesn't want to follow, it's up to them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory unto the name of Jesus. Amen. The third point, Genesis chapter 32. And it was night. He wrestled all night. Open your mouth and say, Jacob wrestled all night. Jacob, Jacob wrestled, wrestled all, all night. night. Understand the night seasons of your life. A season of loneliness. A season of questions. Why? A season of stagnation. A season of seemingly demotion. But nothing is happening. For all your efforts, there is no effect. It almost seems like God is silent. The more you fast, the more attacks come against you. You're looking for light and darkness comes. 
your experiences are not matching with your expectation you pray for good and evil comes that's a night season but do not be discouraged it is not for you to sit down you need to get up and look up for hallelujah amen 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 for weeping might endure for a night but joy cometh in amen. the amen. morning amen joy cometh in the morning yes lord amen amen but nothing is working you've tried everything nothing is working it's a dark time it almost feels like you've lost or you're about to lose that which you had and i was looking at a scripture today the book of uh, esther chapter 1 Esther chapter 1 and 16 What shall we do unto the queen Vashti according to law because she has not performed the commandment of the king Ahasuerus by the chamberlains Yeah Now now 16 the verse And Memucan Ah uh, God said Memucan's time is up Memucan answered before the king and the princess ah. vashti the queen has not done wrong to the king only mm. but also to all the princes and to all the people that are in all the provinces of the king ahasuerus see memukan memukan's time is up can you imagine that vashti is in a night season the king is ordered a feast there's a feast going on The king wants his wife to come forth and show forth her beauty she refuses to come Memukan is one of the seven princes or counselors in that land and what is a private matter between the king and the queen he says it publicly that's called a memukan spirit It's a private matter between the king and the queen a family fight. But this Memukan is saying we need to teach this lady a lesson. A passive statement by a king is amplified. Memukan is somebody who will amplify a small matter. That word Memukan means to reduce impoverished or impoverish make poor deprived of strength and vitality made weaker or worse in quality that is what memukan is and in the night season memukan show up wants to make you weak wants to make you lose your vitality your joy make you poor but tonight in the name of jesus i speak forth victory over every mamukan spirit Amen. in your life in the name of yes, jesus Amen. because mamukan spoke washti lost isn't it true that how people get into your family matters it's a mamukan spirit sometimes your neighbor knows how many years it is since you got married your wedding anniversary they know better than you why you don't have another child it's almost 2 years 
they want to figure out what is happening in your family but you should say it doesn't it doesn't matter to you it's my family pray for people who are like that that god will give them some other assignment Memakan knew the power of words. When you study scripture, Bible scholars believe Memakan is the same guy who later showed up as Haman and was persecuting Esther. He came against Vashti, he came against Esther. It's a power that fights you. with words it's diabolic words psalms 41 verse 5 my enemies speak evil of me and they ask when shall i die that's a mamukan spirit it's called diabolic tongue twisting tongue controlling tongue Psalms 140 verse 11 it says that let not an evil man an evil speaking man be established to god you know memukan's words are words it comes with words words of pressure with words you will they'll put pressure on you convince you entice you tonight in the name of jesus in your night season when this i do not know why i'm going into this this a whole different talk actually but a mamukan spirit has to be broken off in the name of jesus seven things i noticed about the mamukan spirit just because i started on that i'll just mention it one day i can teach you that it is it like exaggerate other people's errors and mistakes it will recommend excessive punishment for errors and mistakes that can be easily forgiven it will recommend that all the privileges be withdrawn honor that you enjoy be withdrawn that's what happened to washti she was a queen promotes demotion or recommends it not promotes recommends demotion it wants to remove and replace people on flimsy grounds this mamukan spirit will always target people with bright destiny to destroy them by painting negatively about them before authorities and the carrier of a mumukan spirit as the loudest and the most convincing voice she once a queen according to law she is a queen forever but mumukan spirit said no 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 we need to put her out 
be an example for everybody in the kingdom you're married you're married for life don't let anybody talk you out of your marriage Amen. Glory unto the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I pray tonight some of you facing this pressure. It might be, you can call it peer pressure or whatever. That, that causes you to, you know, just give up on God, give up on the things of God and, you know, people's words enticing you to cause you to go in another way, leave church or leave, break relationships. Or, those are not from the Holy Spirit tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. May the wisdom of God enter your soul. May God's Holy Spirit set you free. May every Mamukan controlling spirit be broken off in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and praise the name of Jesus for some time. Thank you, Jesus. This Mamukan will always use the weakness of yours against you. The weakness of Vashti, he knew, was arrogance. He used it against her. You remember Judas? <laughs> Amazing. Judas, the Bible says in Luke 22, 3, Satan entered him. He was a disciple. Satan entered him. Why? Because John 12 says he was already a thief. It is not when he, the devil entered him that he became a thief. He was already a thief. You know, I do not know whether I am going in another direction. But what is amazing is, in Luke 22 verses 31-32 we know that scripture Simon, Simon, Satan has asked for you Jesus said you know the word actually in original is Simon, Simon, Satan has asked for you all all of you but Jesus said I prayed for you personal that after that your faith might not fail and after you have returned strengthen your brethren see Satan is asking for every disciple and what is Judas doing he is leaving the gate open the door open submit to God and resist the enemy so are you somebody who submits to God and resists the devil? Or are you somebody who yields to these kind of spirits? A dark time is when there are plots happening around your life, when there are people trying to demote you and destroy you. But in that season, do not get discouraged. Do not yield to the devil. 
but submit to god hold on to god and say lord lord i won't let you go unless you bless me unless the day breaks for me unless the sun shines upon my life unless you do something supernatural until you change me and make me israel i won't let you go in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus when you pray like that what was the weakness of washti see the, the, this this memogen spirit will blind you to the repercussions of that happens because of your weakness i mean i mean the king is calling she's casual just like you know once i called a believer said i need to meet you can you come over mm, not today very casual so immediately knew there was no more value attached to it recapitulations listen the king is calling you no no pastor is calling you for counseling come to church there's no value placed you are a casual christian you opened your door of your life for the enemy once a man of god said even if you don't fear god at least fear the devil <laughs> he is looking for a chance Satan has asked for all of you. He is looking for a chance. See, emotions are temporary. Actions are permanent. You will go through different emotions in your life, but never take an action based on that. action has to be based on god's word yes you commit sin well you're blinded there are consequences you speak against the man of god there are consequences not that anybody wishes that on anybody but that's that's a fact and this mumukan spirit blinds you to that But tonight in the name of Jesus Hallelujah may the Holy Spirit envelop you may every introd that you've given for the devil knowingly or unknowingly uh, be closed in the name of Jesus Christ uh, may every every suggestion every enticing word everything that the enemy is using to manipulate and control you and lead you away from the purpose and plans of God uh, be broken away from your life in the name of Jesus Christ uh, glory be to the name of Jesus uh, lift your hand and say in the name of Jesus I have victory uh, hallelujah Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
I sense that some of you need just need to get up in your homes. Uh, just praise, call upon the name of Jesus. Uh, say, Lord, deliver me, deliver me in this night season. Deliver me from evil attacks. Deliver me from every snare of the enemy. Deliver me out of every net and trap that the enemy has placed for me. Deliver me out of every ambush. Deliver me, Lord. Deliver me. Lift your hands up. Call on the name of Jesus. He is able to save and deliver you. Call on the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The fourth point. He came to the place called Jabok. Say Jabok. Jabok. Jabok, which means poured out or pouring out. A place of emptying. A place of separation. Sometimes you need to learn to pour out your heart before God. You have to shed those tears. Don't, you know, don't act as if everything is okay. You're going through struggles. You, you shed those tears. Just pour out yourself before God. Give emotions and expression before God. Cry before God if you have to. So that you will never cry before men. Pour it out. Your struggles, pour it out before Jesus. It is said a sign of maturity is the more you achieve the more empty you feel. I repeat that. Christian maturity is the more you achieve in life the more empty you feel. The more you achieve there is pressure within you to do more for the Lord. The biggest enemy to your next level is the complacency that sets in because of your last assignment. Pour out. The prophet said to Saul, while you were small in your own eyes, didn't God place you as a king? Now he's become big. He's become I know it all. Head and shoulders above every other man. He's the king of Israel. So he built a monument for himself. He didn't come to that place of separation, that pouring out, humbling himself. It's like your child tells you, Now I am old. I know everything. pouring out before the Lord there are, there are people who are on the phone all day and they expect God to move even in the church they're either messaging somebody Facebooking some uh, booking somebody or <laughs> you know on Instagram or whatever Twitter or whatever you know on something even in church even while the stock is going on, you're sitting there and one ear is listening and Amen, Amen and expecting God to move. Amen. <laughs> you have to learn to separate yourself. 
keep the phone away. You need to be relevant. You can look at your phone at least once a day. But you know, some people are online all through the day and night. <laughs> Always on the phone. Something wrong. And you want to move in the revival fire of God. You want God to use you. You want the presence of God to come upon you. You want God to do no, it doesn't happen that way. Come to Jabok. In Paul's words in the New Testament, he said, after 27 years of mystery, I desire to know the Lord, to know the power of His resurrection, to know the fellowship of His suffering. Because he didn't have the privilege that Peter and James and John, all of them had. They knew the Lord. See, Moses separated himself for 40 days. Elijah did that. Jeremiah was a separated prophet. And that, that explains the anointing on their lives. Hosea chapter 4 verse 17. Hosea chapter 4 verse 17. An idol is anything that you substitute for God. And for I, for some people, I think it's your phone. Hosea 4.17 Ephraim is joined to idols. Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him alone. Leave him alone. And God is saying, listen, leave him alone. He's joined to idols. He's placed something of more value than God. That is what an idol is. Anything that you substitute for God. Leave him alone. Wow. May that not be our portion. Amen. Leave him alone. I, you know, the other day somebody called me and I said, Why do you call me? Anything important? He said, No, I was just feeling bored sitting at home. So I thought I'll call you. I said, I'm not bored. I'm fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. What matters is the presence of the Lord. It is spoken about Charles Finney. I mean, he would have meetings in cities. There would be no posters, no advertisements, no handbills given. Nobody would be texted and said, listen, watch our service. No, no, nobody would do that. But there was somebody called Father Nash who would go a week before into that town, would lock himself up and pray. Lord, when Charles Finney comes, let there be breakthroughs. Let your presence be manifest. And Charles Finney himself, a man of prayer, would spend long hours separated unto God in prayer. And when he would come into a town, you know what he would do? He would just walk through the street. And somebody who's standing there smoking will be convicted of sin. Suddenly they'll throw this cigarette down and begin to cry and follow after him. Somebody who's on another street corner drinking will suddenly start to cry, put that bottle down and follow after Fini. Somebody who is in an immoral relationship would suddenly begin to cry and follow after Fini. And he would just keep walking. He would just keep walking. It is said that once he walked in front of a factory and the entire workers in the factory began to follow him. And he would just keep walking 
walk into a hall that he had taken he would walk and everybody would come in there and then he would tell about Jesus Christ lead people through repentance give an altar call pray for them and go into the next town father we long for a revival yes, move like that for your presence on your church on yes, your people on your servants on any believer lord everybody watching us lord jesus your presence so to be so tangible over our lives oh god rabala ma shahala wakala jibala wakal pose wa jadure bes walam chirabana ligil pose walam chudure bos thank you lord it was a magnetic attraction because the presence of god was upon Now today everybody says I want to be a pastor I want to be a worship leader because that's all they see I'm not asking everybody to be a pastor and a worship leader You don't have to be That's what I'm trying to say The first thing that people do is they say I pastor I want to know what God is what ministry I have to do what God's call over my life what ministry I have to do And I don't want you to do ministry what you do I just want you to be separated unto God where the presence of God is so rich and you are a housewife and you cook not a single person in your family ever grows sick because that food is that anointed You are a businessman. And the fire of God is all over you. The people are drawn to you. And you lead them or tell them, "Come, you want to study the word of God, go to church. Call on Jesus." You're making stitching clothes? And somebody wears your clothes and they are filled with the Holy Ghost because you stitched it. You are a lecturer and your student asks you a question and the moment you start speaking they are crying and saying teacher i don't know why but while you are speaking as if you are speaking everything about my life and as if you know everything help me i want to know jesus that is the move of the holy spirit coming over the body of christ what is the use of a thousand member church and 500 pastors in the church revealing Jesus to the world because you are changed in a jabok the day breaks you had an encounter you have done something that has caused the reaction from heaven now to happen where in the workplace in your home in your neighborhood people see you as a vessel of honor I am prophesying over certain business people certain lecturers and teachers and even students wherever you go may the 
presence of Jesus envelop you. Be such a changed man, changed woman. Hallelujah. Glory unto the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and say, I receive it in the name of the Lord. May you step into that kind of anointing, that kind of grace, that kind of blessing, that kind of move of the Holy Spirit. Jacob picks up, becomes an Israel. A new day is dawning. Hallelujah. Where the church of God is going to be marching on for the glory of God. You're going to display and manifest the presence and the power of God. Amen. Now, I was not a pastor. I was, you know, you know people, my friends used to gather together for prayer when we were staying in TD Road, my house. And demons would manifest on the road, the road that I stayed. The man standing behind the camera is a witness to that. He's been there with me for years. I didn't try to be a pastor or say, I want to be the pastor. Hey, pastor no. I want a pulpit and I want lights and camera and I want to be on TV. <laughs> None of these things matter. What matters is the presence of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So don't get upset if I don't pick up your call or answer your message. Because I'm passionately following after Jesus who is my Lord and Savior. I want you to have these kind of actions in your life. And the day will break on you. Amen. And the glory of God will rise over you. Amen. Shall we close our eyes in prayer tonight? Lift your hearts to Jesus tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.